Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're going to talk about off-season winners. We're going to have our top two, each of our top twos, off-season winners from the year, or from the off-season, depending on it could be free agency, trades, whatever. Two players that we think have benefited the most this off-season. Uh, before we do that, make sure you guys go check us out on all the different platforms where we are. Twitter, it's the FF Profit. Instagram, it's Instagram.com slash Fantasy Football Profit. We're on YouTube as well at YouTube.com slash Fantasy Football Profit. Fantasy Football Profit.com. Pretty much everywhere. Go go check us out all those places. Um, if you want to join our Discord, go check us out. I'll have a link in the description to this episode as well. You can go get some of our great picks there. Ask us questions. My amazing gambling picks, which went 8-0 yesterday. Won't talk about today. But it's looking like 0-6. I think that's just equally impressive, Jeff. I think if you go 0-6, I mean, how, how who can do that? <laughs> you can't even try and do that. But go check us out in all those different places. But off-season winners. We each got two. Jeff, who's your first? <clears throat> off-season winner. Should I start with the the most benefited? Yeah. Sure. All right. Yeah, I'm going to go sure. to the guy I believe benefited the most from the offseason shuffle. And that young man is going to be a wide receiver. And his name is Cortland Sutton. Nice. So we all know that Russell Wilson went to Denver. Big story. Cortland Sutton is a very talented wide receiver that never really got a full shake. Uh, I mean, if you look at, he's played four years now. Um, the quarterbacks that he had throwing to him uh, in his rookie year was Case Keenum. Next year was Joe Flacco and Drew Locke and Brandon Allen. Jeez. The next year was Drew Locke mostly. And then last year was Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke for three games. So no one that uh, – I don't think he's had a legit chance to have a broke, breakout year. Even when he did in 2019 when he had Flacco, Locke, and Brandon Allen, not exactly a trio of people that you want throwing to you. He was able to go over 1,000 yards, and he was a very viable option. He was even uh, – what did he end up with? Um, 2019, he ended up as the 17th best wide receiver in fantasy with those three quarterbacks thrown to him. He has had some injury issues, um, and last year he went 58 receptions for 776 yards and two touchdowns. Not a great year for him, but I do think that he's finally going to be healthy. I think it's going to coincide with getting a very good uh, quarterback that can throw the deep ball very well. I realize that a lot of uh, NFL quarterbacks – do throw pretty good deep ball, but I do think that Russell Wilson is kind of on a, a tier on his own. And Cortland Sutton is also a pretty big guy being 6'4". He's going to have ample at, like uh, opportunities to catch uh, touchdowns, and we've seen how well Russell Wilson was able to do with DK Metcalf. I, I realize DK is probably more of an athletic beast, but at the same time, I do think that they have similar attributes. So I do think that Cortland Sutton will find success immediately with him. So he is the guy that I think benefits the most. He should skyrocket up every list. And that trade helps you get to, get to boost Orton Sutton one more time, right? One final time, maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah, one more time. So, I mean, I'm a Jerry Judy guy, So, I'm, but, but that doesn't matter. Russell Wilson has shown he can support two receivers. So DK and Tyler Lockett were both good before that. 
I mean, they had Doug Baldwin, Tyler Lockett at the time. There was all guys. He's had guys. He can support multiple receivers if they're going to throw the ball. And I don't see why they won't let him throw the ball. They're going to – they've already said that they're going to let, you know, they're going to let Russell Wilson have a big say in this offense. And not probably not as – he wasn't getting as much of a say in the Seattle offense for some reason. But they're going to give him a say. He's going to throw the ball. Sutton should benefit. I think Judy as well will benefit. I think both. I think, you know, I like the pick. It's To me, it could be both of the receivers are going to benefit. Yeah, and, I um, – They're just both say, winners. Yeah, if we, if our list was five long, yeah. Jerry Judy would have showed up on there as well. Yep, in, in uh, you know, preseason ranks, early ranks on um, Fantasy Pros, Cortland Sutton is 30th right now. And um, they're – but he's 30th. He's as high as 15 on some okay. boards. Yep. And uh, Jerry Judy is 31st. So – Yeah. And as high as – uh, 19th. I, I think probably somewhere in between both of those. <laughs> That's yep. probably appropriate. Yep. And they're, they're probably dragged down by people not updating yet. So they're probably in, you know, mid to late 20s, which puts them either, you know, you know, if you get a Cortland Sutton as your wide receiver three, you probably feel pretty decent. You know, I think it's probably a good pick. So I like that one. I'm going to go with a running back here and I'm going to pick um, Elijah Mitchell because 49ers did not resign Raheem Mostert. And to me, that gives Elijah Mitchell a clear shot at the backfield. It, mostly a clear shot at the backfield, right? Mostly, I say. Because they still have a bunch of other guys around, right? Jamichael Hasty is still there. They um let's see who else. Make sure they they did Jeff Wilson still there. Trey Sermon is the only thing that could possibly, I think, put a wrench into the plans. And I don't know if that will. It's just because you just got to think of it as, at least in my back of my mind, Trey Sermon was the higher draft pick, right? And you're like, maybe it does finally come together this year and he starts to play over Elijah Mitchell. That's the only hesitation I have because Jeff Wilson and Jermichael Hasty aren't going to do anything. Like, Elijah Mitchell's ahead of them, clearly. Trey Sermon, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. He didn't look bad when I feel like when he got a shot last year, but just something that they just don't, something about it they don't like. But they also didn't go assign anybody else. They it's Mitchell Wilson Hasty Sermon so I think this really can be good for Elijah Mitchell I loved him last year but it's hard to say it's like is this gonna be a one year deal you know it's gonna be too many guys but there's not and he's a he's a top twenty running back now easily probably bordering on top fifteen but I think Elijah Mitchell's a big winner here yeah Trey Sermon's the only one that's still still that back of my mind but you could easily, easily get Trey Sermon if you if you're uncomfortable with Elijah Mitchell on your team and get Trey Sermon at the end. So Elijah Mitchell, yeah, I I absolutely agree with that. I, he was outstanding in the ten games that he started. He looked very, very good. Um, and he was the yeah what sixth round pick, and I think yep. Trey Sermon was the third round third pick, third or fourth, yeah. And they still had um and even Jeff Wilson um we mentioned him and he was serviceable when he got the opportunity, but they only signed him to a one year deal. Yep. And I believe it was, uh, I think the guaranteed money is probably only like half a mil. So you're not, you're definitely not expecting him to be your go-to guy. And the other guy that if he ever stayed healthy would probably give him the biggest run for their money is gone now in Mostert. So yep. I, I 100% agree with you. I think Mitchell and Sermon, Sermon probably has the, uh, the uh, a larger hill to climb, yeah. but I do think I just, he has more to probably gain. But Elijah Mitchell is going to be the guy to get. Yep, I'm not going to write off Sermon yet. Some people are. I'm just not there yet. Let's yep. see. I'm yep. actually I'm 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 bigger on him now because he I believe that he's probably a, a value pick. Mm-hmm. Um, last year I was not because it, it got too crazy and yep. I didn't think that it would translate to the NFL can, right away. You can add him to the end of your bench if you have a deep enough bench with um 
with Mitchell on your team. Yeah, I like I so. it's almost like a handcuff because yep. we know how much like running backs so, on the 49ers it could, get hurt. It could be a quick thing where you only have them for a few weeks and realize, all right, not playing. Bye. Yeah, it'd be <laughs> no know, big deal. Who knows? All right, who's your other off-season winner? My off-season winner um, is going to be C.D. Lamb. So this yep. one is pretty easy to explain, but hey, they trade away Amari Cooper. They didn't want to have to deal with his contract. They thought they could get more for him. I agree. C.D. Lamb was already kind of the number one on that team. Now you don't have that other mouth to feed. Uh, Dak has already shown himself to be uh, a good quarterback. I think that C.D. Lamb is incredibly talented. So he's already the. I mean, he's already ended as the 20th best wide receiver and 14th. Now there's that impediment out of your way. I don't think this is a guy that needs a number one or anyone else to really take away coverage or or pressure off of him. I think that he's going to do tremendously well in his third season. I think he's going to be a killer. The only thing that um, gives me a little hesitation is because his target share has already been pretty darn good. Uh, As a rookie, he had 111. His second year, he had 120. How much can that go up by? But it does feel like he's falling in place where he can be one of those elite wide receivers that get 130, 140 targets, and I think he can reach pay dirt a lot. I think this guy is incredibly dangerous. So I think it's setting up uh, his best year yet. I'm I'm very high on C.D. Lamb. I think he's going to be showing himself to be legit where he's going to be, you know, that Justin Jefferson level Mm -hmm. where you're just like every week he just comes out and does it. He has to be the guy, too. He has to. He has to be the because guy. Because, obviously, no Mark Cooper. Michael Gallup could miss the first couple games. Yeah. And so that's interesting. And if he does, then there's James Washington is the next in the depth chart currently. Well, see, they could add somebody. It's early. But he has to be the guy. And they're going to throw the ball. They do. They run the ball a lot, too. They just have they, If they're going to be a great offense and do what they want to do, C.D. Lamb has to be a part of it. Has to be 100 catches. Has to be, yes. you know you know, double digit touchdowns, all that, and, all and that stuff. I mean, the only argument against him is if you think that he's like Juju, but I, I, I let's be honest, no, I don't think Amari so. Cooper was not Antonio Brown, right? Yeah. Um, so I think people already viewed him as kind of the number one and his numbers speak for themselves. Uh, he missed, um, maybe he missed one game each year. Um, I'm sorry, one game. Last year, and then he played every game uh, his rookie year. But 111 targets, he turned that into 74 catches for 935 yards for five touchdowns. That's a great rookie season. Mm -hmm. He improved it a little bit last year. 120 targets, up by nine. 79 receptions, that's up by five. And then yardage is 11.02. So he was able to up it by 180 yards or so, and then six touchdowns, which is upping it by one. So I'm, I'm very impressed that he was able to do that in the first two years. And uh, I don't know. Yep. So nothing, nothing more I have to say about it. C.D. Lamb's a killer. I think everyone can get behind yep. that. All right. My last pick. It's going to be a quarterback. It's going to be Tua. So if, if he can do it, if he has it in him, it's going to show this year. And he has to make it work this year. But I think he is a great, a great pick at quarterback late. Like right now he's still only ranked 18th. He's probably going to go up higher. But either way, he's not a starter. You get him as, your, as a second if you, if you want to do that. I would take that chance, and maybe he makes the leap. He adds Tyreek Hill. Jalen Waddle was already coming on last year. Um, they have Mike Gusecki. The running backs now, Miles Gaskin is now their third. Thank God for that. Miles Gaskin was not a starting running back in the NFL. And all you people who tried to prop him up, just watch a little bit. I mean, come on. He was terrible. So they got Raheem Mostert. They got Chase Edmonds. 
they have one of the fastest teams out there now, too. Raheem Mostert, that dude can fly. Tyreek Hill obviously can fly. All these guys. Now, Waddle's insanely Waddle. fast. They are you didn't even fast. mention Will Fuller, who Will, is the yeah. other yeah. speed demon from uh, three, four, five years ago now. Yeah. And then we don't even that, – that's how deep that their team is now. They're number one two years ago. Devontae Parker is probably going to be fourth on the depth chart if everyone is healthy. Yeah, and they – yeah, exactly. And um, they have Cedric Wilson, who they added, who's a solid player. He's another fast guy. He can run yeah. pretty pretty well. He ran like a – Four four in college coming in, like they have speed. They added Taron Armstead at left tackle, like highest paid left tackle on the offseason. They've added all this for Tua. If he doesn't get it done with this, hey, no one you can't he can't get it done, right? They're gonna and they're gonna make these guys. They're gonna use them creative ways. I just know it's gonna happen. Mike McDaniel in San Francisco, he helped use you know Debo and how many ever how many different ways did they use Debo? Multiple running backs, all this different stuff. They're gonna try things. They're going to get Waddle the ball. They're going to get Hill the ball. They're going to get everybody the ball. And Tua, I think I think he has it in him. I really do. I don't think he's like a special, special quarterback, but I think he's a good quarterback who is going to have all this talent, and he's going to be elevated because of it. And he's going to be sneaky in fantasy because of it because, like I said, Trey Lance is now ahead of him in the ranks right now, and Justin Fields is ahead of him in the ranks right now. But Tua has the players around him. Those guys have – who's Justin Fields? What does Justin Fields have? Mooney, I think that's it. Like, I mean, Trey Lance does have some talent around him. That like Debo, I mean, Debo and Ayuk and, yep. and um, Kittle, Kittle. And, and Elijah Mitchell. That one, if if Lance can play, I get it. There's talent. Justin Fields shouldn't be ahead of Tua. I'm sorry, dude. Trey Lance shouldn't be ahead of him either. You no, know, Trey Lance. I, I wouldn't put Trey Lance ahead of him. First no. off, Jimmy's still on the team. We don't even yeah. know what's going on there. But yeah, Tua I, has a big chance, and I I add him as a second quarterback. Yeah, I, I love that right now. I mean, I think. I think just with the talent to like watch and see, you have to have him up near like 13, 14 already. He has not proved it. I realize that. Um, but I do think he, he took some steps last year that were really positive. But you're, you're absolutely right. I, I do think that in the who won the most, mm-hmm. do I feel the most confident about him? No. But he definitely did win the most. And yeah. I think when you're, you're talking about Tyreek, which is what everyone is going to talk about, I, I think you hit it right on the head when you talked about adding that left tackle. Like, mm-hmm. there's there's no reason, and there's no reason he shouldn't succeed. And if he doesn't, you know, he'll be out. Yeah, he'll be, be out of Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, and even more so, the running backs that they got, I think, are really talented, but they all have their downfalls. Yeah, there's gonna be no bell cow. Which yeah, is there, like, there's you know. not gonna be exactly. There's not gonna be a Saquon. There's not gonna be a Delvin Cook or something where you're like, that's the guy to get. No. It is going to be. Tua has to have a lot of touchdowns this year. Mm-hmm. There's no way around it. And, and man, Tyreek and Waddle alone, and then you throw in. If Will Fuller is healthy, I don't know how you don't go deep every fifth throw. I mean, Gusecki, man, that, guy's, that guy, he, he's a talented player. I know he can maybe I finally – take. it can take tight ends sometimes longer, right? It does. It does without a doubt. He's 26. He's going to be 27. So it's, it's running out of time. It but does feel like there's too many mouths to feed all of a sudden. But he can help Tua. So. He can, yes. So, all right. There we go. Off-season winners. I think there's a couple good ones. So, players, I'm, I'm excited about heading into the year. That'll do it for this one. Talk to you guys next time.